Almost 70% of C-suite executives say they are seriously considering quitting for their well-being. This is based on a new report from Deloitte and market research firm Workplace Intelligence. So if you're a boss feeling like you're burning out, stay tuned. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome to this episode of CEO on the go. If this is your first time listening, a special welcome to you. In case you've been following for the past few short solo episodes, you know that there's been some continuity in one topic leading to the other. And it it doesn't always happen that way, because I tend to talk about a wide variety of topics of interest to leaders, and topics that I have a personal interest in. Uh, But this sequence started with an episode called time for your mid year reset. It was designed to get you thinking more intentionally about you and your team, uh, to make sure that you're focused on what really matters and to suggest that you can course correct mid-year if you need to do that. Then that led into the next episode after that called How to Get Your Priorities Straight, because whenever you do some kind of reset, it's important to get really clear about your priorities. And I offered a tool uh, that you can download to help you do that. So then I thought, okay, after you've got your priorities straight, what will it take to get early traction kind of as you're going through this reset or after you've gone through it? So I recorded an episode called Five Practical Ways to Accelerate Progress. And that leads us to where we are today, because if you're trying to accelerate too fast or you're taking on too much, it can lead to burnout. And when I learned about the report that just came out recently, I knew I had to share highlights and a few thoughts on that topic of burnout. So here we go. And and before I talk about boss burnout, I wanted to acknowledge workforce burnout. Obviously, many people are not willing to tolerate jobs that are unfulfilling or where they're in a constant state of stress or fatigue. You know, companies have been working hard to figure out what to do to keep employees. But the truth is, many executives feel like they're burning out as well. And the study done by Deloitte was based on 2,100 employees and C-suite leaders across the United States, the United Kingdom, Canada, and Australia. One of the most interesting findings was the perception that executives don't realize how much their employees are struggling. And we'll be including a link to that article in the show notes page. I'm I'm sure you'll want to check out the full article. But I can share a few interesting statistics. When the study talked about well-being, there were four areas that they looked at. Physical well-being, mental well-being, social well-being, and financial well-being. And in each of those areas, there was such a disparity between how employees self-reported their well-being. They were usually you know, ranging anywhere from you know, 40% to 65 saying that they had good to excellent uh, well-being. But the C-suite assessment of employees' well-being started in the 80s, you know, ranging from like 81% to 89%. The two categories out of the four that I mentioned that seemed to have the greatest disparity were social well-being and financial well-being. As an example, when you look at the social well-being category, 51% of employees reported that they felt, you know, that they were doing well socially, 
compared to 84% of C-suite executives who thought that their employees were doing well in that area. And when you look at financial well-being, only 40% of employees report that they feel good to excellent about their financial well-being compared to what C-suite executives perceive them. They, they rated that an 81%. So pretty big difference. So more than eight out of 10 global executives believe their people are doing well in the areas that we just covered. I wonder how you might respond to that kind of survey. How are your people doing? How do you think they're doing? At the very least, it's a good idea to be talking more with employees about these kinds of issues. The study also showed one out of three employees and executives are constantly struggling with fatigue and poor mental health, and they specifically cited exhaustion, stress, overwhelm, loneliness, and depression. Only 56% of employees think their bosses care about their well-being. That's compared to 91% of the C-suite executives thinking that their employees think that they care about them. So I know that I preach this in so many episodes, the power of tuning into your employees, expressing appreciation, really trying to understand what's going on, because there's such a big gap in, in difference of understanding here. And I really want to acknowledge those of you that I'm working with, and you know who you are, who are really making the effort to understand what's going on, some of the signs that you're seeing with people on your team who might truly need some kind of help. I know it's not easy, and the conversations can be extremely sensitive, but that's what it takes right now is kind of getting in that uh, zone of being uncomfortable to help employees get to the truth. They really appreciate it when they know that they have a boss that's got their back. 75% of employees and 89% of C-suite executives say improving their well-being is a top priority. If you go back to the episode I recorded on uh, prioritizing and, and sharing the prioritizing grid, I wonder where your priority on well-being might land. When you look at your grid, was that even on it? Maybe it should be. More people are focused on their own well-being now compared to career progress. You know, that can wait for now. They're just trying to make sure that they're as good as they can be for now. Most people believe work is the problem, that there's the job that's contributing to the problem or their role. And, you know, there are more statistics that I don't have time to cover in this episode. The bottom line is that C-suite executives are just as likely, if not more so, to leave for a better job that supports their well-being. Maybe you're in that category. Or this should be a wake-up call to determine what well-being can and should look like in your organization at executive level and in different roles. Maybe it's a value that you integrate more deliberately in your culture, not just talk about it, but figure out what that looks like in action so you can put it into practice. One of the main reasons that I left my executive position in financial services so many years ago, giving up that career had to do with burnout. I didn't feel like I could be transparent in the environment that I was in way back then. And I always wondered, you know, what might have been possible if I had had the courage or better ability to have the conversations that I probably needed to have to let people know what I was experiencing. But I guess the good news is that ultimately, I was able to launch my own business and uh, start this podcast and have this conversation with you. So everything works out. You know, there's, I think, a lot of different ideas about the level of transparency that's needed just like some of the other statistics that I cited, there's a big gap between how transparent C-suite leaders think that they're being 
when it comes to these issues compared to what employees think. They don't think that their leaders are being as transparent as they should be. You know, it reminds me of a past episode I did with CEO Chuck Swoboda, who set such a great example of transparency when he was struggling with some of the issues that we cover today. And I think his ability to be transparent is what's helped him, his team, and ultimately the organization be most successful. So the question to ask yourself or your team, and what ways do you need to be more transparent? In my own experience, the best leaders take the challenges head on. Yes, they might be under tremendous pressure and stress, but they consciously look for what has the potential in that experience to make them better. They use adversity to double down on their purpose. They, they go back to their why. You know, 86% of executives say they welcome some kind of support, maybe training on these issues around mental health and well-being. So maybe there's opportunity there if you're in the training or coaching field. Um, you know, while burnout isn't typically the main reason that C-suite executives work with me, it comes up almost all the time. You can't deny what a serious issue it is for so many people. Younger executives are especially attuned to these issues. I've mentioned this in other episodes, but I think one of the greatest sources of burnout is when there's some sort of misalignment with your values or what matters most to you. So see if you can bring more alignment into your work, given where you are now, when you can align your work with your priorities, with your skills and interest and the impact that you want to make, you'll be unstoppable. At the end of the day, we all need to determine the kind of life we want to live, where work fits into that and what we want to make work mean. You know, with a business called Work Matters, I believe in the power of doing purposeful work. I hear a lot of talk about the negative impact of work in our lives, but I still see it as a force for good, a source of creativity and contribution and connection that we all need to have as human beings. So if you're burning out or even on your way to burnout, allow yourself to imagine what true well-being can look like for you. I'm guessing one key would be to focus on the well-being of others. You know, that's what the best leaders do. They really focus on elevating others. Don't do it at your own expense. The two ideas aren't necessarily mutually exclusive. So I think this is your time to make a positive impact that will not only affect your own well-being, but the other people around you, their experience at work, their quality of life. This is such an important topic to bring up with your leadership team. Be sure to share this episode with someone else who might be dealing with burnout or who wants to help others through it. And remember to go back and listen to the other short episodes that came before this one to get the most value. Again, it started with the first one called Time for Your Mid-Year Reset. I think that was episode number 103. Thanks for listening. As always, I hope you have a great rest of the week, experiencing as much well-being as possible and doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.